Here we go. It is packed. Okay, so we're up to Mem. That's the Pasha that we Do we do the first paragraph already yesterday? No. No, we did do that. We did do that, no? Yeah, we did. So through this, through what? Doing sin. I think he's talking about not doing mitzvahs ase at this stage, right? So he's saying that not doing the mitzvahs ase, <coughs> there's going to be a his gavrus of the klipa and sitra acher. Shemizgabrim. They're winning out over and they're including the level of Kedusha. That's the way it works. But it explains elsewhere. Isaac, back on the list. Back and better than ever. saying here is that the klipa and the sitra acher are malbish the kedusha. <coughs> they're enclosing within it the kedusha, and therefore they're misgavrim. <coughs> they're winning out over it. Let's explain elsewhere. Right? Talking about in Taras Shalom. Uh, excuse me, not Taras Shalom, Taras Chaim from, uh, from the Mitla Rebbe. That it says like this. It says... Etc., etc. Right? That's the whole story. If it's a son, right, we throw it, that they would throw it into the river. And if it's a daughter, they let let her live. Lios Because Bihlalas, the nurturing of the chitzonim comes in two different manners. Oh Either it's coming from what we're calling the Makifa Elyon, which is above the Seder Ishtalashulus. Why? Why is it able to come from there? Right? So what is he saying here? Gabriel, what is he saying here? No? Isaac, help us. <coughs> It's not so dark. It's it's that they're equal. That on such a level of makif, it's equal. The, the famous word on this phrase is that there's two chaf adivyas, right? Usually, when you say that X is like Y, so you're comparing one thing to another. But when you have two, you're comparing them each equally to each other. So therefore, right? So therefore. That one place that the chitzonim could get such energy would be from such a high level, right? That they're both equal. If it's both equal, so then what's the difference, positive or negative, right? Like it says in tzidakta, if you did well, like what's the difference? What, what does it matter? What is it? What is it? Matitenlo, right? What is it going to give? But yecholim hakol kabel misham. That if you reach such a level, 
<coughs> right? So then anything could get from that level because there is no disc- discretion, basically. That's what we're talking about here. The Zewinian Dor Haflaga. What is this talking about? Who's the Dor Haflaga? What? No, not the flood. Right, the Migdal Babel. Right. That this was their idea of the door of the Migdal Babel. What, what, was, what, was, what were they trying to do? This is, this is the generation of the Migdal? Yeah. Shabanu ear of a Migdal, that they were building a city and a tower, that the top of the tower was going up to Shemayim. What was their, what was their intention? Their intention was to reach such a high level that at that level, that they would be able to get without any, you know, causability, without any, any type of, um, of any type, like we said before, any type of discretion in terms of, you know, if you do something good or do something bad, it doesn't matter. We want to reach to such a high level because at that level, it makes no difference whether you're good or bad. Right, that's the, uh, that was the idea. So therefore, that that was their that was their concept. The level of this makif, right? That was that was where they wanted to. That's the idea. It's like explained elsewhere in greater detail. So that is one way that the klipa gets its energy. So number one is to go to such a high level that at such a high level. Darkness and light are equal. If darkness and light are equal, so then they should be able to get from there. That's possibility number one. What does that mean? Go to such a high level, like to such a high level of klipa. Such a high level bichlal of closeness to Hashem. That at such a high level of closeness to Hashem, idea, the concept of a makif. A makif is something that is not tailor made, right? So since it's not tailor made to anything, it's uh, anyone could get from there, right? It's a free for all, so to speak, right? And that's what he's saying. There's no distinction, whether it's light or dark. So at such a level, when you have no distinction, so then anything goes. How is this practical at all? How would someone go about getting this? The second way that the klipa will get, can get from <coughs> such a, uh, you know, can get energy is what? It's completely the opposite. So here we're talking about the opposite way. That the tzimtzum is so small, right, that there's such a decrease in terms of revelation that from there it's able to reach to such a low level, right? And in being such, there is no revelation of Hashem. Since there's no revelation of Hashem, so then why not? Let's see what it says. Right, so it's like the la- the ladder, the back level, right, of the level of Malchus. Like it says, the outer level of the Kalim of Malchus. So far down, it's so low down. That's what we're talking about here. So we're talking about two opposites. Because if you're talking about Giluya or Giluya or, you're not able to Makabel. Because over there, in such a place, that's not where evil can dwell. It's only dafka from a place where there's so many tzimtzumim that it's able to dwell. So we have two opposite things. Number one possibility of where the klipa could get its energy from is such a high level 
that there's no distinction between good and bad. Since there's no distinction between good and bad, so why not? Possibility number two is that it's such a low level that there's been such a decrease in terms of the revelation of Hashem that also from there it could get. Now, let's understand what we're talking about. And behold... When a Jew is going to do Torah mitzvahs <laughs> and he's able to mamshich the gili of the or right down to the lowest levels, down to our level. So then what we're doing is, in a certain way, what we're doing is we're taking that light and we're putting it into a safe deposit box so when you put it into safety deposit box so then the klipa can't take from there that's what's happening in other words we're taking we're making the light useful we're taking it and we're using it for what we need you with me you following so then in that such a situation then once it's so to speak deposited into the safety box into the safety deposit box so then it's impossible for klipa to win out it's not going to happen. So that's what we're talking about here. Why not? Why not what? Why can't they take from this? Well, we said, what are the two ways that you could take from? Either you could go super, super high or super, Right, super so it's low. not, so once we've drawn it down, it's not super, super high and it's not super, super low. It's specifically in the place where it needs to be. Okay. So then he says, And not only that, once we're drawing down the light, we're able to draw it down into Malchus. Why is that relevant to us? That even over there, there should be a Gili over the Or. So what we're doing is we're drawing down light into where? Into into Atsilus. Into Atsilus. Oh. And even into Malchus of Atsilus. Once we're able to get this light into the boxes of Atsilus, and in particular into the box of Malchus of Atsilus, so then the ore is able to come down from Malchus of Atsilus into the worlds of Briyatsir Nasiya. Everyone's clear? What's going on here? So now it can no longer receive from the lower level, i.e. the chitzonius of the kalim of Malchus of Atzilus, because it's specifically been put into the boxes, it's been specifically put into the kalim that it was needed to be put into. Once it's put into the kalim that it needs to be put into, then we're set. That's the idea. This is relevant to our discussion from yesterday, the idea that you could cause a pogum and the shame havaya with the artist in the kalim. That's right. And you can make the light go away or you can... It's, so it's right. Like, we're either not drawing down the light, or we're drawing it down to such a, it's it's not being it's being going down to such a level that there's a way that the unika could happen to the chitzonim. That's right. the bottom line. But when the light becomes, when the light fills its space over there, then when the I guess the chitzonim try to grab it, it's already it's, it's already, impossible for them to grab it. It's in it's in a safety deposit box. 
That's what he says. So he says, Look over there in the Siddur. Right, that's talking about this Siddur. Over here. Oh, uh, it used to be here. Siddur in Dach, right? So over there it says, Vishabis Brachas, Vinin Yasis Kegibor Larutz Oirach. So over there it's a Pasuk in Tehillim. Shehu Bechinas Hamshachas Haobamalpus. It's talking about Dafka, this concept of through our Torah mitzvahs, how the objective is to draw down this ore into Malchus Vatzilus. Shegam Hei Sphiris Achreinus de Malchus. Now, even the five lower level of Malchus. Now, Bichlal, there are different ways that the ten spheres are split up. In general, we talk about four parts of him, right? We talk about Chachma, Bina, Za, Malchus. Sometimes we talk about it in threes, right? We talk about Chab or Chabad, then you have Chagas, and then you have Nahi, right? But sometimes also it talks about it in terms of five and five, which means the upper five, which goes down to the level of, uh, essentially, until the level of Gvura. And then Tiferes winds up being the top of the lower five. Because Tiferes acts as like a Keser for Netzachod and Yisoyed and then into Malchus, right? So he's saying here that even the lower five, if you want to split it that way, right? Because if you were to split it into fives, five up, five down, right, you would say that the lower five are dafka the chitzonius, right? So even at that level, you're able to draw the light into, when you're doing Torah mitzvahs, you're able even to draw it into such a place. Where otherwise, you would say that that would be, since it's a limitation to such an extent, like we said, right, one of the two ways which the klipa is able to get its energy from, is because it's been limited to such an extent, right? So even there, you're able to, you're able to draw down the light. And that's what he's saying. It's able to shine there. What does that mean? Shining. Okay, that's true, shining, right? But that's what we said before. Sihara means the moon, the moon, the idea of the moon in its completion. That's the idea over there. So is that word not shining at all? It's not, I just... The kind of, not, not really. <laughs> so when everything is the way it's supposed to be, so then there is no holes. It's almost like if you think about it, like we learn in the Gemara, how when you put the... Um, the whole section in the Gemara that discusses this, right, that discusses that when you put certain types of grains into the silo, that you expect that the mice are going to eat a certain percentage of it. The whole discussion there, how much, what percentage for this type of grain, what percentage for that type of grain, right, it's supposed to happen. So what he's saying here is that generally speaking, this is where the klipa is able to get its energy from. However, when the Torah mitzvahs are done in the proper manner. So then it gets locked in that even from the place where they usually are able to get their, right, get their yunika from is not going to be a source of the yunika for the chitzonim anymore. That's the objective. That's what we're saying here. What? Ah, he did. So he says like that. That's, what, that's, that's the idea. 
So as heinem yachlim liyanek mebechinas amalchus v'kamo bimei Shlomo, and he gives an example, like in the days of Shlomo, like it says that kaima sihara b'shlomusa, that the moon was in its completion, that over there hayu hakol batelim lefanav. And the example that's given from King Solomon is the example of how the entire world experienced the greatness of Shlomo HaMelech and the Gilu Yalokus. So the, exa- the, the, the example that's usually given is the idea of how Queen Shiva even came all the way from wherever she was in Yemen or wherever she was over there, right? And she came all the way up to meet uh, with King Solomon because it was so bright, it was so shining, it was so tremendous the revelation of godliness that was taking place that naturally all the nations wanted to come and be battle to Elokus. That was the idea. It's amazing. Right. This is actually exactly like what we're talking about right now. There's a lot of uh, the Yitzvot minor shining in the lowest of realms in Shlomo Melech, the Yippadiya B'Shalom, Shalom. It's really, it's really amazing that this is where we're holding right that's now. That's where we're holding. That's all Hashkachah Prati is. So, as opposed to the times of David and Melech, where he was constantly fighting wars with everyone, with all the right, with all the uh, the nations that were on the on the on the borders of Israel, right? You have Shlomo Melech, which was the opposite. Shlomo Melech, the 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 revelation was so great that even people from far away came to mevatel themselves to Shlomo HaMelech. That's the Nakuda over there that he's talking about here. <laughs> because the Chitzonim were not able to have any type of achiza. Achiza means any type of grabbing. They're not able to hold on to, right, this level of Malchus. It was totally beyond them. And the opposite was true. That once there was a revelation, so it separated all the all the chitonim. Like in other words, it was so bright that all the chitonim just dissipated, just went away, just were separated from their source because they were not able to get anymore. And that was that's like the idea that he's saying here that what happens when when a Jew does Torah mitzvahs. So to such an extent, so then it becomes a light bulb, so to speak. It becomes so bright, it becomes so shining that there's nothing that could take away from it. And that's that's the idea. And a similar idea we see, what's the Masos Midbar? The traveling in the Midbar by the Yiddish people. Right? Like it says, the Aaron, right, when it was brought, it would do a number of different things. One of the things that it did was it would kill in advance all the snakes, all the scorpions, all the all the bad things that were in the way. It would also level out the ground, right? And it would do all different types of things. But just the, the movement of the Aaron was enough to destroy all the chitzonim. That was the idea that was going on over there. Right? That's the idea of a nachash, which was a, a the idea of 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 a a klipa, right? That was trying to attack. That would try to attack the Yiddish people. That would try to attack the kedusha. Whether it was a nachash, which is the idea that they say that the nachash has, or a saraf, saraf is like burning, a burning nachash, right? That had a sting of of heat. Like the difference between an akrav and a nachash is a nachash 
was much more the idea of when it bit someone, it would put into him, God forbid, a poison, but it was, a, a, it was with the heat, it heat up the body. Masha'enkin, the idea of an akrav, a scorpion, is that it's a coldness that it would put into the person, right? So these two different types of klipa were totally destroyed. Shehen klipas akashas midbar. These were the worst klipas in the midbar. So as they traveled around with the Aranakaidesh, what was happening was that all the all the chitzonim were automatically being destroyed. They didn't have to make a war. They didn't have to go and catch the nach, uh, the the snakes, or, or they had to set up traps or anything like that. that no, automatically because things were the way they were supposed to be, automatically everything else was totally bottled. That's the idea that he's saying here. Right? <clears throat> they would automatically become bottled because of the gili or. So how does it get down into Malchus? So we know that the way it goes down into Malchus is through the parts of Zoh. <clears throat> Kamanda Amar, like it says, like this, right? Hanoisen beyam derech, hanoisen kai al bechina zo. That the noisen, the one that gives the way, is the noisen is the idea of zo because zo is what is going to make a unity with malchus, and that through that unity with malchus, right, it's able to transport the energy, right, that is inherently there, even into the lowest level of Malchus, but not in a way that it's such a tzimtzum to such an extent that the chitzonim would be able to nurture from it. That's the distinction here. In other words, there's two ways that the tzimtzum could happen. The tzimtzum could happen in such an extreme extent that it's so little, the amount of light that goes through, that it's anything could grab from it. On the other hand, if it's done in a proper way, in the way that it's supposed to be, so then the light remains in a certain level that the chitzonim cannot. It's the idea of giving the derech the way, and the oirech is the pathway. In the ocean, the ocean is known as malchus. So when there's a gili abzah, the way Zah is, and the way Malchus is able to rise itself up, so then Malchus is able to take on a whole different level of ore that even Malchus will be prepared for the Zah. Everyone's good? <coughs> yeah. No, what, what was his last idea of Yichlav? The Zah can go into Malchus and Noisem. Uh, uh, can you summarize that? That he's saying essentially is that 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 there's different ways that the tzimtzum could take place when it's going down, as the light goes down or it doesn't go down. There is not enough light. But the ideal way is that when Zog gives down in such a way of he doesn't say explicitly here the idea of a yichud, but it's what he's what he's implying here with this whole story is that Zog is giving over into Malchus in a way that there's a significant amount of ore that's going down from Zog into Malchus. Mm-hmm. And because of that significant amount of ore that's going down from Zah into Malchus, so therefore Malchus fills up with the ore to such an extent that it's not able to be a source 
for the klipas or for the chitonim to come and to take energy from it. Because it's or without tzimtzum because of the mitzvahs? It's definitely tzimtzum to a certain extent. It has to go into malchus. But it's a, it's a tzimtzum that is, is uh, lefi erech, what malchus could handle, as opposed to a minuscule amount. Because of the, what he said before in the paragraph that we learned earlier on page Mem, is that when the symptom is so great that there's such a lowering of the amount of ore that's coming in, so then even the chitzonian could take part of it because they don't feel the energy. If you think about it in terms of, of a muscle of, um, of uh, a power struggle, right? So there's an idea that says like this that if you feel that you're neighbor, right, or your enemy, or whatever, the other country, is so strong, right, you're not going to try to approach them, you're, because you know that they'll destroy you. So therefore, the, the idea is that it's so strong that you're bottled to them. However, <clears throat> if you think, you know, they're, they're stronger than me, but, they're, but there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, holes in their armor, so to speak, so then you think to yourself, well, maybe I could, you know, grab some extra land here, grab some extra land there, or maybe I could do some damage over here, do some damage over there. It gives you an, a, an opening mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know, oh, there's space for me, there's room for me, there's, there's room for me, I think. So that was the difference between Shlomo's time and other times. During other times, it's not that they didn't experience, oh, the Yidin are strong, the Yidin are whatever. It's just that there was, it wasn't in a complete way. Since it wasn't in a complete way, so they made room for the other nations to go to war with the Yidin. However, during Shlomo's time, it was so great, <coughs> the illumination of Hashem, that was shining through the Yidin, that it wasn't even Shaykh. It wouldn't be even a possibility that someone would even consider doing such a thing. Why? Because it wasn't in their best interest. They're not going to do that. They, they realize that how great the Yidin are. They realize how great the, the Gilu is. And so therefore, it's not in their best interest. They're not about to do it. That's so the difference. It says in chapter 34 of Tanya <coughs> that the mitzvahs are bleed simsum. There's no simsum by mm-hmm. the mitzvahs. So, what's the difference between the mitzvah itself being Ratana Ali and bleed simsum? And the ore that it draws down—are those two different things? What we're talking about is that the mitzvahs are drawing down. The Torah mitzvahs are the thing that is drawing down the light, the and that light itself. is what's the mitzvah itself is what's drawing down the light. But the mitzvah itself is something without tzimtzum. I put on tefillin. That tefillin is the rotten alien, and it also causes an effect of drawing down light in certain worlds, which right. is separate from the mitzvah itself. I know, but it's separate. It's one. It's one thing with the mitzvah. One thing with the mitzvah, but when you put on tefillin, for example, you don't feel like all of a sudden, uh, you know, 150 degree weather. Right. Right. It's concealed. Right. But what's happening is that you are drawing down <clears throat> this ore that's going through the system in a, in a very serious way. You're keeping you're keeping the ore going in in a very very heavy way in the system. The more ore that's there, the more it's going to fill up, so to speak, the kalim. The more it's filled up the kalim, then there's no room for the chitonim to get in. That's what he's saying. But it says over there that the mitzvah itself doesn't have tzimtzums. That it's the, the mitzvah is... Right, so what's the, what's the question? What does that mean, that mitzvah itself doesn't have a tzimtzum? What does that mean? It, even though I don't feel it, 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 it in and of itself is completely one with the Ratana Ali. Right, so? So here we're talking about a level of light that is not seemingly not just one with the Ratana Ali. Why? That it's 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 seems so much tickle to be f- filled into the keli, and it's 
being drawn down into yeah, bechlal. That's that's what that's what we're doing with with regards to all mitzvahs and with all Torah. We, we are we are we are bringing or into the world of Atzilus. That's bechlal. What the whole all the Kabbalah is about bringing or into Atzilus through mitzvahs and Torah. That's what's happening. That doesn't mean that it's separate from the Ratzon Elyon. I don't I don't understand why you feel like that's that's the case. It seems like there's two different. There's two, it seems like there's two things going on. That the mitzvah, the act of the doing the mitzvah itself, is like beyond all of that. It's, you can even say beyond a tilus. It's just one with Hashem. That mitzvah, and that by doing that that mitzvah, which is one with Hashem, it draws light into these worlds. That's true. Right there. Let's do a little bit further. So that's an interesting point here, what he's saying. He's adding it now a second point. So up until now, we were thinking that, okay, so it won't be able to take from the very tzimtzumed, right amount of light right, that's going down through the system. That I get. Because now we're filling out, so to speak, each keli with the proper amount of ore. But why not say that they, that they can go up higher, go up to the makif? Remember, there's two places where the chitzonim can take energy from. Number one is the, the makif ha'elyon, where kachashicha ka'ora, where darkness and light are shining equally, so therefore there's no distinction. And number two was because of the little amount of ore that's going through the system, so then the symptom is so great that it could get from there. So I get why by Yidin doing more Torah mitzvahs, it's not going to allow for the very, very tzimtzumed amount, right, for the chitzonim to get that. But why not go up back up to the makif? The makif seems to be not being affected. It should not be affected by Torah mitzvahs because we just said before that there is no distinction. If there's no distinction between, right, if there's no distinction between darkness and light, so then what's the difference if a person does mitzvahs or he doesn't do mitzvahs? Seemingly, they should be able to receive from there regardless of what's happening. Yet, we start off this paragraph by saying, besides for not being able to receive the energy from Malchus, in addition to that, so we have to understand why that is. Okay? All right, let's stop here. Oh. <coughs> Coming attractions yeah. for tomorrow's class. Yeah.